We're back. We're back and we're live. <laughs> we're kind of live. <laughs> kind of live from the living room once again because I don't have a table yet. If somebody can get that inside joke of we're live. I'll give them $10. You come up to us. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. If you know that inside joke, we could be friends. Lifelong. But, well, we had an interesting weekend. That we did. There was a lot of interesting things other than XC1. That was, you know, normal. As always. Well, we got some drama out of that. So, I mean, if, if nobody can catch Ben, at least we can talk shit. Or they talk shit, and then we talk shit, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, let's start off with just a couple house household things. First off, thanks, everybody. The response we've gotten has kind of been crazy. I was not expecting... Not expecting that. Looking at the map you sent me of the downloads, I was super, super surprised about how many people actually like downloaded from like a different state. Yeah, so, and it was cool because if you look, there was a couple hot spots in Florida. There was, was a couple hot spots in North Carolina. There was a Tennessee. But, like, who's who's in Detroit and who's <laughs> in, in Michigan and you know, Kansas that's listening? So, like, the coolest thing. Shout out them. <laughs> the coolest thing about this that I found so far is that, like, I didn't know you. You can look in the, the program we use, it tells you where all your downloads are. Now, I will say. We had like 30, we had 30 quote unquote clicks on our episode and they only listened for like 15 seconds. So I don't know what that is, but so our number is a little off. I figured that out today, but still we got, we got tens of listeners, like not, not hundreds or thousands, but we got tens and I'm okay with that. I think, uh. We gotta get the girls. Yeah, they were they were a little too much having too much fun, you know. I love the vibe, but they were they were having some having some fun. I I don't even know what to say. They're two of my favorite people. So And we- I talked to Carly <clears throat> on Saturday and like I I love Carly. She's cool. Technically we're related, um, but besides the point She's a down there girl, but she is on another level of like and, life. But and you don't understand like when you get Kayla and Carly in the same room, it's one thing. And then you add me into the mix, and then you got Jerry in the background and Kayla's mom in the background. It's, it's it was it's it was for me. It was distracting a little bit from like all the jokes and everything. I'm like, we just hey, and but that's what I want from this. I, just you know me, just trying to have fun with my friends. So we we definitely had fun. We had a great time all weekend. It was nice to catch up with. It's funny. The only time I see Carly anymore is at races that are eight hours away. <laughs> but yeah, and the interview with Braden was awesome. I hadn't realized that he had a back surgery, and he came back. I mean, pretty impressive considering he had major surgery. Two months ago. I agree. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know he had it. I didn't know he had issues, even injuries. Like you said, he was... I didn't really see much of him or about him. And I'm like, how do you just forget about him? I noticed he wasn't at the first race. And I was like, that's weird. 
but I mean, he didn't like post anything on social media, and I get that. But he was he was real open with it. Like I asked him, like, hey, like, do you want to talk about it? Like, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the. I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the kind of stuff we need. Yeah, I mean, the more open that every that the riders are, the more that the fans will inter- interact and want to get to know these guys. You know, what I mean, if they open up. Yeah, especially an up and coming kid like that. He's definitely he's definitely on track to to run with the best of them. So it's cool to for him to open up now, and you know get used to doing interviews and stuff. He's done interviews before. I'm not the first one to interview him, but it was cool that he opened up. So that was kind of just the housewarming things. We just wanted to say thanks. Very, we had a great very time much appreciated. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna try to keep bumping these things out. We've had an absolutely overwhelming amount of people who a want to come on this the full pod and also a list of people who they want to hear from so we we'll try yeah it's gonna be a little weird a weekend off here um yeah darn easter yeah so but yeah we'll i think next week we'll have to bring i think we'll have to talk to our surprise guest for next week i I will talk to him tomorrow i think that might be i think that might fit in well so Keep an eye out. I think we got a good one coming next week. Well, let's get into this. I got I got my notes here. We'll skip the first one. We'll save we'll save the shit talking for later because we got to add to that now. Let's get into let's get into the battles this weekend. Go right to the big dogs. Well, where was the battle out for right. first place? All right, so Ben Kelly won XC one. Right, let's go to XC two. <laughs> right. No, I mean, no, there's there's, there's a couple points in XC one we got to hit on. There was some drama. There, there was some drama. Um, I don't really. I, I'll start the shit. Whatever. <laughs> Josh Tooth has uh, expressed his concerns, and other riders have commented and expressed that there may or may not have been somebody from a different country on a blue bike, and was in the way very much. <laughs> Props to Josh Toad on that Instagram post. That was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, couldn't, he couldn't have done any better without spelling out the guy's name. Props. If it was me, I would have just said it. Like, listen, like, how? how why are you gonna hold it? Hold everybody but for, up? But for for a KTM rider to go that far, I'll take it. He, he was definitely pushing his limits there. Well, I mean, if if something that guy was doing. When Josh Toth says he surprised and mangled the bike because they were going so slow. <laughs> One more. There's not much more he could really say. So, yeah, there was definitely some drama there. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that anymore. No, he's done. He does. That guy, I don't even, to be honest, know his name. Uh, we know his name. I'm not even going to say it. We're not even going to give him the time. But he has an injury. Um, one thing that was cool, I, I did see on his Instagram post, that the x-ray doc doc was there x-rayed him told him what his issues were so on his way flying back to his country um he knew what he was getting himself into when he got back which i think is awesome great great moves to improve the um the safety aspect and being able to look hey this has happened right now this is what it looks like you know, I mean, okay, you need to go get immediate surgery. 
possibly like if something chips off the bone catches an artery or hey you have a broken wrist you can wait a couple of days go see your own doctor well, and not even that too just if he wants to go see his own doctor i'm sure they can send over those x-rays and say hey listen this is what you're in for do you need more or can we go right into it i mean if you could save a week a week of recovery is a big deal yeah so especially right now like with i don't know how it is over there but around here i mean just getting in for x-rays takes a couple weeks now with all the covid nonsense i can't even get in to see my doctor right so hey if that can help him cool and it's the sport needs it i mean we'll get into the injuries a little bit again tonight uh kind of with what we've seen from the weekend overall at the gnccs but i don't see the sport getting any safer i mean we're racing dirt bikes through the woods we can make strides to be safe but there's still always going to be injuries so we can have somebody there that can that can help on that i'm all for it yeah a couple more in the xc1 class huge shout out grant baylor he went down hard first lap he when he came by me a mile 10 on the first lap his fender was already hanging and he was back with the xc2 boys so he put it together and made a charge craig was riding pretty good i don't know what happened to him in those last I'm assuming it was the last half of the last lap, last five miles or so, because he was in third on Trevor Bollinger's wheel at the start of the last lap. I was in pro pits, and they were tire to tire. So something happened there, but, hey, great ride for Grant. I didn't get to see much towards the end um, helping helping my guy running back and forth on the bike. I, just, I didn't get to see the pro guys that much. So Yeah, I was – I was kind of chasing. I was trying to chase the pro guys. It's hard. As nice as e-bikes are, it's still hard. Uh, I went and sat in pro row for a little bit and caught a little action there. I went out to mile one. We were out of mile four, mile ten. So I think I saw a good a good amount of of the racing, and I, I, I can tell you who looked good and who didn't. Yeah. Uh, Grant didn't look good on the first lap, but he just slowly picked away at it all day. So great ride. Um, Ricky Russell, first race back. Great start. Ran up there. He was leading at mile 10. And then at mile... Well, he was leading at mile 8. And then at mile 10, Ben was in front. And then it was all over from there. But, hey, great start for Ricky. Great to see him back. Especially with how depleted the XC1 class is. We need some guys back. So, we'll see. I was watching some stuff. And Ben expressed to him his opinion that he he's ready for everyone to be back and healthy he wants to be everybody fair and square and he wants to he he seemed to be tired of being number one by his lonesome uh i've never (laughs) i want to say i've never been a winner i've never won on a stage like that i've never run a dirt bike race but i don't uh, if i went out and won every weekend i wouldn't be having fun it's the battles, it's the the fun, you know, it's the points, it's it's everything. So, if you're just out there running around by yourself, it can't be fun. No. I mean... He didn't even look out of doing, breath. He was doing heel clickers over the road out out in, in mile, like, six, with Jared Bolton video in it. I mean... Yeah. So... I mean, I think it's an easy paycheck at the end of the day for him. I mean... But I think it's... It's not. There's not going to be an asterisk on it. But if you look back and say, "Oh, who won 2022? Oh, yeah, Ben Kelly won." But you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to piss anybody off. I mean, not that, not that they're going to care. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit what I say. But 
Trevor and Craig and, and Grant and Ricky, like, they're still all fast guys. It's Craig's what? It's Craig's first season. Trevor's been injured for two years. Grant had a... I wouldn't say an interesting offseason, but he had an interesting start to the year with... Team stuff. Yeah, so he definitely hasn't had it easy. So I, I think I think everybody just had slow starts. And the guys who were 100% on their game just had weird things happen. Strang, Stu, like Ricky. I think Ricky came in prepared and he had strange things happen. So I think the, the class is coming together. The first... I, I mean, other than Ben running away, there was battles all day. You know, like I said, Grant working through the field. Ricky ran up front early. So... There's still stuff going on. <coughs> I do want to say this. Josh Toth made a big stink on Instagram. We talked about that. I went back and looked at his finishes. I'm guessing the blue bike's been holding him up all season. Because he's been seventh at four rounds now. So. I have nothing. I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. So I'm just playing devil's advocate there. I mean, if you're going to talk shit and say somebody held you up, what is your excuse for the other three rounds? Right. I, I agree. So. And you know he's a good rider. And Yeah. No hate comms here. Like, not. I'm talking shit, but again, I'm not talking shit. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm interested. It gives us the something like, well. It's got to be something more than just somebody being in your way at this point. If if it was the first round or just a single round, you'd be it, like, oh, okay, that's understandable. But being that it's a couple rounds in and it's still the same issue, then like... Yeah, mm. so that takes me one. I think we drew that out enough. I think that's every single thing we possibly could have said about that class. Now, XC2, I, this could, we could talk on this. We can make a whole episode on this. The XC2 this race, this weekend was absolutely amazing. You had, <laughs> I, I want to say the top 10, but it, it, it went back farther than that. The first lap, Thorne and uh, Linden Snodgrass were like 14 and 15. And they both ran all the way back up into the pack to the run, to run top five. The, the pack from the top three kind of checked out, especially Ryder at the end. He put a good push on and and got out and got a good lead. And But one, two, and three were still all right there for 90% of the race. And the battle from four to eight all day was just crazy. There was a group of these guys just hammering. It's, it's It almost makes up for the lack of the XC1 depth this year, in my opinion. Right. I'm just trying to find the lap times and everything by lap to see where Ryder was. Because on that first lap, he was like Ryder, fourth. No, Ryder was... When Ryder came by me mile 10 first lap, he was second. Behind... I think it was Mike. <laughs> I got a couple comments this weekend. If you check out the uh, East Coast Off-Road Instagram story. When we go to races, we're going to try to do, do up-to-date on the Instagram. It's the easiest way to do them. It works out pretty well. We can, you know, tag people. Everybody can see it. They can share. It helps us out. It worked really well this past weekend. So we're going to try to keep continuing doing that. But uh, if you hear me on the Instagram, I say Mike Wazowski. That's just it's a thing I've always done. I think it's funny. But it was lap lap two that I saw him when he came by me. Um, it was around the 
I guess it'd be mile, just after mile, probably I'd say 11, by the pine trees and stuff. Well, first lap he had a tip over. Right. And then he kind of fell back a little bit. And then he, he came by me. Away. He was like fourth. And then I saw him at like mile, I don't know, 12, and he was third. And then he rode second until the lap five. And he just looked back after that. Now, he did say that he had some arm pump in the beginning. And he told yeah, himself he, told he just him. had to relax and be like, listen, like, it's more than just the next half hour, more than an hour. Like, let me settle down. Let me breathe. Let me get my arms loose. And he said once he got his arms loose, he put the hammer, dropped the hammer back down and went for it. And me, it worked out. Me and Ryder had a great conversation on Friday. We haven't talked in a couple months. Last time I caught up to him, caught up with him was at the end of our season in ECA. So he filled me in on some stuff and we talked about some stuff. We talked about the, I don't want to say new bike, but we talked about the, the full factory bike and how good that motor is. He had a lot to say about that motor and how good it was. And he said, like, listen, I about pulls my arms out. So it took a little bit for him to get used to that. And I think, you know, first lap, you get that adrenaline, you get rolling, you kind of not forget about it, but you start hammering and you, you realize real quick, wow, like, right. It's not a stock bike anymore. And he made that real clear to me that that bike is top notch. It's some of the best stuff he's ever rode suspension wise, motor wise, just talking on one Friday, man. <laughs> and it's clear after the race, when the text came out between him and Stu, they knew what he was going there to do. And talking to him all weekend, he just seemed like he was ready to go. So, it's cool to see a local guy we grew up with that uh he picked a great a great race to do it great gets on the weekend. shirt yeah and like me and we've we've talked about before camp cooker is one of my favorite because it's pretty similar to home and you get the you get the, the loose stuff you get the sand but you get that hard pack underneath it's super similar to home once we got into the we'll talk about the track later but once you get into that tight stuff man it feels like an east coast hair scramble it really does and he's fourth in points now. Um, he's got, you know, round two and four. He had the bad races. He finished yeah. 18th and a 12th. But other than that, he's been on the podium all year. Yeah, I mean, he's back there in points just a little bit. He's going to have to really put it together here uh, to get back into the to, – to be a real championship contender. But, man, those boys, Landon and Mike, they got to be – they got to kind of sit back and look at this and be like, okay, like – this isn't just this isn't just a one time thing now. This isn't just a podium. Riders here to contend. Yeah, riders down thirty seven points. Right. So he's got a little bit of a gap there, but uh, you know, Mike has another ride like he did last weekend or two weeks ago. Sorry, at a bigger buck. And I mean, so far Snodgrass has been lights out consistency wise. Yeah, he's been other than round two. He's been on the podium all all year, and actually, it's been two five. He went second, fifth, second, first, second. Right. So I mean, he's but the points gap from first to second is only three points. Well, and and that says a lot. We can look back at that class A two fifty A open. There's been a lot of up and down. So for him to be that consistent, that's what it's going to take to win championships at GNCCs this year. Consistency. Stay off the ground. Stay on the bike. Just just keep it pimping. So yeah, let's let's work on this list here. Like I said, first lap, I was talking to Thorne after the race. He said he came through, it might have been mile eight or mile nine, and he caught uh, Landon's pit, pit board, and it said, Landon's pit board said, 14th, get your shit moving. And 
Thorne said, oh, shit. That means I'm in 15th. So, those boys got it done. They, they picked away. They clawed back up. Both both with top five rides. It was great for them. Uh, Mike on Ampro, Yamaha. Another good ride. I think he's still battling probably injury from last weekend. He didn't make it to the podium. His mechanic kind of just said, hey, like he's still hurt from last weekend. So, I think he, I think that's a big ride for him. I really do. I think uh, I think another Yamaha rider kind of got in his head a little bit with that. So, I, I've been told my whole life, you don't win championships on good days. It's the bad ones. Yep. So, if he can do that on a bad day, I think uh, we're going to have a, a title fight on our hands here between at least two of these guys, if not. If not three or four of them. Yeah, XC two is going to be the talk of talk of the year. It's going to be what's, you know, I mean, what's going to keep our eye, what's going to keep our eye interested and in yeah. everything. I mean, and to put it into perspective, the gap between third, third, fourth, and fifth were in, within twenty seconds on the last lap. So this class is, is stacked. We've talked about it before. I think there's, I think there's, there's fifteen guys in this class that could win. Maybe not every week, but I mean. Perfect example. This weekend, 13th, Liam Draper. He's been a little bit off since he had his wreck last year. He's still climbing back. But Liam could come out any weekend and put it on the box. Same thing with uh, with uh, Gus. Gus, a younger kid. He ran up front all race. If you caught my Instagram live, there was a point where he came by in third, and I was like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Because I didn't, I didn't know who 35 on a KTM was. I had no clue. So I mean, this class is stacked. I mean, Jesse Ansley, I didn't get the chance to watch his vlog this week, but he was a little off this week. But he said he had a shock malfunction, an uncontrollable shock malfunction. I mean, another guy. He's, so he could be right there too. So this class is just, this class is awesome. And it was cool to be there and actually see it because it goes past what the coverage you get on Racer X. And Racer X does a great job covering it. But, I mean, there's battles back into into 10th place in that class. So, that's cool. Um, I did see Evan Smith, 7th, uh, right behind Jonathan Johnson, who was 6th. Uh, Evan lost his back brakes. He said all he had was front brakes all day. <laughs> it's a great ride. Same thing. You win championships on bad days. So if you can knock out a solid top ten with no breaks at, at that track, which was it was fast. It was it was fast in, in sections. It was fast slow, fast slow. But uh, with not with not having back breaks, how do you think that helped him with being able to ride with only front brakes? So is he is that ha- putting putting him in that race scenario in that situation? Did he learn to be able to keep more momentum well, and, he, and to keep things without using the rear brake? You know what I mean. He did. He did put something on um, on socials that it was something he has walked. He's he's worked on before. You know what I mean during practice, and he's been working on. And he he said that paid off. I don't know. I'm, I'm slow. I ride C class, but the thing with one of the things with GNCCs is there's stuff that pops out of a nowhere. And a lot of people talked about it this weekend. Uh, between mile five and eight, there was some weird stuff going on. There's one point where you come out of a, f- a fairly tight section, you come through one of the scoring checks, and it like opens up into like a little road crossing, and you would cross it. Well, you come out of there, and like you get on the gas, and 
and you think you would <laughs> you think it would kind of lead into the woods and you got into the woods and there was like a tree right in the center of it and second second or third lap on my on my race a, a guy must have whacked it a couple lines in front of me and when I came by the next lap there was an ambulance there and the tree was messed up so I'm sure I'm sure he hit that going pretty quick where I'm getting at with that is things come up out of nowhere at GNCCs trees lappers mud holes right so <laughs> I'd be freaking out without a back break I mean like I said I'm not a professional like these guys are but I think that's a good ride without a back break again if you can salvage points like that on with a mechanical it, that's what you need to do right, moving on I want to talk about XC3 me and Brad talked about it a lot this weekend I had trouble following XC3 this weekend. The class one gets so spread out that it's hard to kind of keep up. But two, I was like, man, I don't know anybody in XC3. So this week I, I went to scoring and I checked it out like I always do, do. And I looked through it and I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. Man, I know who Brody Johnson is. Zach Hayes from Carolina XC. Max, Max, Max Fernandez is a local guy. So I know these guys. I, one of my goals, I think, for the rest of this season is to really try to look at this XC3 class. I think it's a great option that we have here at GNCCs. I think it could be used as a stepping stone to the next class. But I think, I think at some point it got lost. I think that class kind of needs a revamp. I think we need to, we need to do something. Yeah, I agree. Like you. We said all, they they just kind of worked their way right into the A open into the A two fifty lines, like kind of where they would be with those bikes. Right after after three laps, I mean, we were we were helping out a good buddy of ours. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to A open, and so we were kind of kind of watching that that area of the track, and it seemed like those XC three guys just kind of faded back in to like. <laughs> to where a lights should be, and yeah. They just kind of ride there. I mean, you have a couple front runners. I mean, Brody Johnson <laughs> killed it, great ride, and and Zach Hayes was only only a couple minutes off of him. So I mean, these guys are are they're moving, but I, I think the the idea of that class just got lost. I think it's something that needs to that needs to just be looked at. I think we kind of throw around some ideas. Hey, maybe you make it just an open two stroke class. Everybody talks about. You know, wanting two strokes back in racing, and and you have all these XC two guys going for like XC one, XC two is strictly four stroke now. So maybe we make that XC three a a two stroke class. You know, a pro am two stroke class. It should be an open two stroke though. Yeah. Has them? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like two fifty two strokes, three hundred two strokes. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, and or. Hey, maybe you do put a limit on it. Maybe you say no 300s. I'm okay with that. Um, just ideas here. Like we said in the first episode, we're kind of we're talking shit. We're just trying to we're trying to figure out how we can make this stuff better. Because it it's they're limited. You can't make a 125 last three hours, man. Like I don't. You can't make power and reliability out of a 125. For three hours at a GNCC, when you're holding it in them field sections, wide, wide open, like liter, wide literally, 
wide open. Like it has nothing left. And some of them, some of them, I we were at a dry, dry race. I mean, could you imagine coming out of mud holes just zinging one twenty five wide open? I just, I think, I understand the point of it being a stepping stone class, but and I think it, at first it was. I think it was a stepping stone at first because there was a couple beta riders who came up through one the the XC three class and moved up, but pretty don't don't quote me. I'm pretty sure Cody Barnes, pretty sure Cody Barnes ran XC three two seasons ago. But anyway, I think it I think it was working and I think it kind of lost its flavor. You had guys like Jason Thomas who I can't stand Jason Thomas. I I, I haven't seen him around in a couple years and I'm not mad about that. But you had somebody like that who, quote-unquote, retired and then came back and ran XC3. I don't think that's what they wanted out of that class. And I could be wrong. Maybe the class is working exactly how they want it to. I don't know. Just throw them just I don't think it's a stepping stone class. I don't think it's benefiting those kids or guys to ride that class to make the step to XC2. Because you're never going to have to ride a bike like that. You're never going to have that little of horsepower ever again out of that class. So why are we running that? The other thing that's hard with it is it automatically eliminates three or four manufacturers. So that's kind of tough, too. You're not going to have, like, Magnum has a bike. Uh, Really, who who else runs a bike in that class? I mean, you're not Kawasaki's not going to have a bike in that class. Phoenix Honda's not going to have a bike in that class. Trail Jesters might. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, but I. I don't think that class gets the support like XC1 and XC2 does. So, I don't know. It's just something we noticed this weekend being at the race. I will say Zach Hayes kind of went off on Instagram, and I didn't really know how to take it. He was really getting on it about the lappers. He's the only person all weekend that I really heard really complaining about lappers um yeah that one really threw me for a loop but what lappers like you're gonna have lappers at every race Uh, he was saying the b the b guys are he was saying that he's slow and that the guys holding him up were being or were dangerous on the course there were b riders that should not be out there when we've talked about it before we'll talk about it again the ranking A, B, C ranking, man, so many people take advantage of it in the wrong ways. And then you get guys like that who get stuck in B class and want to go race a GNCC and yeah, something's got something's got to change there. Right. Now, I don't necessarily agree with Zach. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. Uh, kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. He was second in XC3 and he ran... 16 minutes off of Ben Kelly, which is impressive on a 125. But at the same time, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to save that one for another date. I think it's something that... We can that dive whole deeper. XC, that whole XC3 class, I want to talk to some guys in there. I would love to sit down and talk to Max and see how he feels because this is his second year in that class. So... Maybe they have some insight that we don't. Maybe it's a cost-effective way to get your name out there. I don't know. So let's talk about. Let's get into the amateurs here. There was a battle, first five laps, for uh, a overall amateur overall. We had a good friend of ours, Neil Edmond from A Open. He was up there just. 
<laughs> he was embarrassing that A open class. He really was. I will say, Cole Whitmer. Cole was making him, was keeping him honest, but those two were checked out, cruising, rolling, flying. They both looked awesome. Both of them, their days kind of ended, ended early. Neil broke a subframe. When Neil pulled up on me and I seen his subframe, like, almost touching the back wheel, I'm like, no. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. And he came up to me and I felt so bad. He's like, dude, my, my bolts broke on the top of my subframe. Do you have any? And not even thinking, like, just immediately in my head, I'm like, no, I don't have any. Yeah, and, and, and your so, van was so, literally 100 feet from me. And yes, we could put bolts in it, but after so after talking to the race or after the race, I went over there and talked to those guys. It sounds like it's a problem he's had in the past, and I, a bolt wasn't going to help him. It, it had sheared right off. So it, I don't know. He said it's something he's been dealing with. Not the first time it's happened. He said he just caught a. Not a breaking bump wrong, but he kind of like, I don't know, he seat bought something wrong and it, it broke. He said he's going to try tie bolts, a stronger bolt, and see what happens. So, it was it was a shame. And then, uh, same thing with Cole Whitmer. Cole had a bad crash. Probably around the same time. Lap. He only did five laps, so it must have been on lap five. It was on lap four he dropped. So, from lap three, he was in second. Lap four, he went to ninth. Okay. And that's where he stayed. He got lapped. Um, yeah, Neil, so. I feel like Neil did a great job at salvaging as many points as he could. We said it he, already three times today. Bad days. It's when you gotta you gotta make them work. He came around, and I don't know if it was planned. I don't know if it was just the way the cards fell that day. But he got lapped, and as soon as he got lapped, it looked like he pretty much went through scoring. He went a lap down, but even being lapped, he was still or yeah. with the issues, he still ended up seventh. Um, so he salvaged the day with it. Um, even he made the best of it. Yeah. I'm just looking here at the, the open class Tanner Whipple. Uh, Neil mentioned him when we talk on Saturday night. That's all you can really do. You gotta, you gotta put yourself up there to have a chance at it. And when the, the guys are running one and two, take your, take themselves out. And hey, you're there. That's what you got to do. You got to take advantage of moments like that. So, good ride for him. I mean, his good win for him. His lap times weren't far, far off. I mean, they were they were thirty seconds or so um, off of Neil's. Um, but on lap three, he was two minutes off of. Hey, I, Neil. Well, like I said, I'll say it again. <laughs> Neil and Cole, I'm going to give Cole credit there. They were putting a hurting on them boys. Between them two, and we'll start jumping over into A250, Grant Davis was flying. I didn't even uh, – I don't want to say he came out of nowhere because he was up there the whole time, but I didn't even realize. Uh, he was up into the – he was up in the XC2 guys. I didn't even realize that he was in A250. He was hauling. He looked amazing. Um I keep saying mile 10. We kind of had a little loop going on. We would jump between 4, 10, 11, 1. So oh, he came by me at 10. And like I said, I was doing Instagram and I Instagram him and I was like, wait, I, I didn't even post it. And then I had to check my I checked my phone because I was so confused. And at that point, it was probably like, it was before uh, Neil's subframe. Grant took over amateur overall. So that boy was hustling too. 
he ended up winning his class by over two minutes. And man, that A two fifty class is it's a couple of the guys had had problems this weekend, but I mean, how does the dream bolt fall out? So we're gonna get into that. Let's let's work our way down the list here. Tyler Palmer, good ride, third place. I've been catching him on Instagram. He's been he's been putting it together. It's a good ride for him. Jump down here. We'll jump down the second or sorry seventh. Uh, Braden Joe Jester's KTM team. I uh, caught up with him. Did an interview with him. Like I said, we talked about his back. Second ride back seventh. He looked good. We caught him. It's probably lap or probably mile two or three, last lap. Man, for three hours on a bum back, and he's not he's not quite a hundred percent. He's definitely getting there. He looked good. He looked smooth. His his lap times were within thirty seconds one way or the other every lap. So for coming right back, consistency on his lap times are great. Yeah. He had a a decent. I mean, it looked like on the bike he had a great day. Obviously, it's not where he wants to be, but Coming off that type of injury, as it's soon about, as he has, it's he all about had expectations. A great day. So I think his expectation was to do exactly what he did. So if he can just keep knocking down these little goals, he'll be he'll be right back up there with the rest of them. Jason Tino right behind him in eight. Rough day for Jason Tino. First corner pile up, lost his airbox cover, mangled the whole back of the bike. His subframe was all messed up. Back fender was all messed up. Crappy day for him. I was expecting him to... I was really expecting him to be up there. Like I said, being a local. He isn't as, as he isn't local to South Jersey, but he's rode down here a lot his whole life. So, disappointing day for him. What are you going to do? Got to make it out of the first corner. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, uh, Bubs came out. First race of the season. Put it on the boys. I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to have Ben Kelly and Bubs out here just walking on people. Yeah. And then it's been a – he had a get-off get off in Florida. A nut issue. Yeah, and just can't seem to put it back together. Up at the line this weekend, I went and was checking on my guys, doing some videos up at the line. and They were kind of pointing at his motor, and then they were looking at it and pointing at it. And then next thing you know, Bubs is just standing there. Bike gone. I'm like, oh, okay. And at this point, like, meat is pulling off. If you don't know what meat is, it's the side-by-side with the Monster Energy Activation Trailer behind it. They're pulling off, and the bike's not on the line. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. So his bike showed back up, I guess. Ended up getting a good start. He was running up front, and then... Claims that the drain bolt backed its way out. He got it back to the pits. They got it running again. It was locked up, supposedly. Got it unlocked up, put oil in it, and then it went out and blew it up or seized it again. Yeah. I I don't know what to say about it. Like, I don't know how a drain bolt falls out. And... Um, I don't know who works on those bikes. If it's I, him or I, I, I Daily Energy team is a good team, right? And that's so, why I'm like that's a hey. I've seen freakier things happen on bikes. The last season, I had a shock bolt come out within one ride, and it was you know what I mean torque to spec, 
and it came out. So weird things happen. Chalk that one up to a weird thing. Now it starts happening every weekend. And then it's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, just an off day for Bub. What are you gonna do? I think that was that's his been his first bike issue you know all year think, so far. So. You know what I think the problem is? He doesn't. I, I, he doesn't have Stu out on track. The energy is just not the same. <laughs> well, Stu just wasn't out there this weekend. He, yeah, you know. yeah. We're gonna get back into that too. I, we just before filming this, T. Shep and him posted the podcast. So I don't know. I'm sure they talk. I hope they talk about it. Why he wasn't there? I hope Trevor. There was a Trevor. For Trevor says something on the between the hours about Stu must have ran out of money. They're gonna start a good fund <laughs> for beer for him. Yeah. So uh, he was still involved. He was. All the guys went back there, Ricky. Yeah, he, like, um, yeah, we'll talk about it yeah. later. Uh, who else we got to talk about? Oh, uh, Caleb Baltimore killing it in, in 150A. He's had a great season. Uh, our boys in our boys in B-Light, they put it on again this weekend. They had good rides. Chris Weiss, I missed him last time we talked about it. He's a local boy first. Uh Ryan, Ryan in third, and then Ranger in fourth. So, good ride for those boys. Saw all of them this weekend. They, they got a kick out of, uh, they got a kick out of being on the pod. So, give them another shout out. All right. Well, this is amateur podcasting at <laughs> it's at best. Listen, if there was a pro, this is just like GNCCs. We got a pro class, okay? T. Shep, he's Ben Kelly. He's just putting it on everybody, okay? Then you got us. We're racing C25 Plus on line 17 and C. It's what it is. It's amateur hour. It was a good breaking point. We finished talking about the main. Now we're going to go talk about the women. Let's talk about the women and let's talk about talk about the boys. The boys put it on them this weekend. OKR and Zacho, the old retired old farts, they came out and... Taylor Taylor uh, expressed a little bit of frustration with the boys because as Caleb let Zach by, Zach slowed up. Taylor caught back yeah. up, and she said it got a little frustrating just because of the dust. She said it was awesome to ride with them guys. It was great to be there and have them to yeah, basically follow. But the dust when they caught Zach for riding so slow was a little <laughs> frustrating, she said. I will say when they passed me, so uh, for context, I rode in the morning race. I ride C250 25 plus. If you race C, they rotate the lines. So one weekend you could be line 11. One weekend you could be line 17. I was line 17. So I started 16 minutes behind the leaders, which. We'll get into that, but kind of stinks. So I got lapped by them pretty early in the, in my second lap, their third lap, right after the moto track. A couple things I noticed that I wanted to talk about later. We'll just start getting into it now. We'll finish up these results and and move into talking shit. The girls are so smooth. So smooth. When they pass you, I've been passed by a lot of people. <laughs> and, man, every time I go to a GNCC, they 
they just pick good lines. They get around you. They don't give me a hard time. Just stay in your line, people. It's really easy. So the other thing I noticed, it was Taylor, Corey. So I heard I heard some revving. I heard some fast bikes. I was like, uh-oh, who's that? Taylor come by me. Corey came by me. I'm like, okay. I was kind of assuming Rachel was going to be next. I hear a four-stroke behind me. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. This four-stroke was way behind me when they revved. Like, probably a whole straightaway behind me. And I was like, man, like, that's weird. But it gave me time to, like, pick a spot and say, okay, I'm just going to move over here. And next thing you know, I see an orange orange old man flying by me. With a 5.57 five, on the side of it. Yeah. So no, no hand guards, just nothing. Just cruising screw cap. And then I get back on my, I get not back on track, but I pick my line back up, pick my speed back up a little bit. And then next thing you know, like it kind of, it was by, if you rode the race, it was by check one, uh, the scoring check one. It kind of got tight there a little bit. There was like three lines through there, but it kind of slowed everybody down. And Zach, now I know it was, it was Zach, but another bike came out of nowhere, revved at me like the last second. And like I said, I didn't change lines or anything, but. What I'm getting at is, you can tell that KR has passed a lot of people. He knows how to do it. He revved real early, gave me time to stick my line, pick my line. It's one of them little technique things that I don't think a lot of people think about. I think it's something that, I'm not going to say I'm going to try it. I'm going to be like, go Russell, but it's something I'm going to keep in the back of my mind if I'm coming up on somebody. Was Maybe it, give him a little bit more time. Was it like a full... Rev limiter panic rev or just like a little, like it wasn't. I didn't blip. get I didn't get rev bombed. I'm not like in their way. I knew it was coming. I knew it was somebody fast. Like I said, I thought it was Rachel. I was kind of assuming that Rachel uh, was going to be with those got with the, the the top two girls. She talks about it. We'll get into it. Let's let's start talking about that. Rachel said her suspension was a little off. So, crappy day for her. But hey, same thing third place on a bad day can't beat that and you you gotta try stuff to see if you're can be better yeah i mean and now it's the time to try it she has all those girls Corey's definitely picking it up but they're all right there it's early in the season there's still a lot of racing to go yeah try it why not what's it gonna hurt well hurt her two spots so she blames it on anyway but i don't think it's the you'll never be able to recreate the race pace and the race itself. So sometimes you just have to try something 100% in the race and see what it does. 100%. And she knows now that that setup is not going to work and she's going to go back to whatever she had two weekends ago yeah. or two rounds ago, shall I say. Yeah. So the top five were top five were cruising. I, Rachel, when she passed me, <laughs> she, she passed me. Well, she wasn't going slow by any means. At a race like that, I mean, 20 seconds a lap adds up quick. Four laps, it's over a minute. So If if she doesn't come back one one or two next race... Then you're worried, right. I'm going to I'm gonna get the panic button out. <laughs> We're going to put it on the table and, and just look at it. And, and say, is it the bike or is her confidence and mental strength down a little? We'll find out. Fourth place, Shelby Turner. She looks smooth all day. <laughs> so she, I talked to her after the race. It was it was really nice to, to get to a race and, and talk to a lot of these people. Huge shout out to, 
uh, Thorne and Shelby for letting me uh, interview them. And, and afterwards, we talked for a while. It was really nice to catch up with them. It was a good breath of fresh air to talk to, to people in racing who are doing it every day and just haven't lost that drive to do it yet. It says they haven't had a weekend off since Supner. Yeah, they're they're grinding it. They're, they got the camper set up. They got a nice little setup. And I walked in, Thornstone goggles, like, it, it's cool. Same thing with, like, when I talked to Neil, like, they're doing it. It's cool. I'm super, super, super jealous that I can't, can't travel. And <laughs> I, I don't want to say race. I just want to travel. But, well, if we get all the people to follow this and do yeah, this up, we yeah, might be on the road sooner than we think. Y'all, can you just, just, yeah, follow us so I can go travel and shit? Thanks. <laughs> But it was really cool to catch up with her. We had a, a couple good conversations, and then the next day after the race, we had another great conversation. And she was kind of asking me, she was like, "How do I look?" Like I told her, I was like, "When you pass me, you look smooth." She's like, "Where, where was that? What kind of section was it?" Like she, she was trying to get more out of it, take every opportunity, every eye she could on the situation. She said her first two laps, she said she rode like a squid. Uh, I didn't see her first two laps. Saw her when she passed me on her third lap. She looked good. Nice and smooth. And I, to ride fourth in that class. It's She wasn't, you know what I mean? She wasn't and minutes If off, I'm not so. mistaken, it's her first, like, full year in the GNCCs. <laughs> yeah, she, me and Thorne were laughing about it. She 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 said she looked at all of her options and, and kind of picked one of the, picked one of the quote-unquote safer ones, and that was GNCC race, and me and Thorne got a kick out of that. So... Something totally new to her. Her Endora Cross background is is her bread and butter. So, really, she's kind of just biding Every, her time and, and training and practicing until Endora Cross. And everybody I've spoken to says it really takes like three years to f- mentally get that strength up in your in your head about what you're going into, the type of racing you're doing. And I think three and years is perfect scenario. Like that's everything goes perfect. Everybody that says it takes three years till you get uh, like you know what's going to happen. What you know what this is. is three you know years minimum. Yeah. yeah. Not saying you're going to go three years and then have immediate right. success or anything, but three years and then you know what you need to do. You know how thing how things are going to work. Yeah. Uh, Preston Preston Reigns fifth place. She did a cool segment with Verb and with Motorsport and Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Yep. That was neat. That was cool. I wish I wish Phil would have touched the rotor. <laughs> I wish he would have just touched it. That was funny. It was so cool, kind of watching him. It, it's it, you could almost tell that Phil wasn't sure what he could get away with. You, you if, if you're familiar with Moto Podcast, if you're listening to us, I'm sure you listen to Pulp. He comes off strong, and you could tell he was kind of like trying to dial himself back. He didn't know what to go. I think he should have went a little bit harder at Preston. I don't know her. Personally, I know her through friends, and it seems like she's she'll put up with it. So. She can handle it. Yeah, it would have been cool. It's just, man, it's cool to see the sport getting recognition, the girls getting recognition, changing it up, going to moto. Club's a cool place. That uphill double double step up, step up, step up. That thing was cool. Stairway to heaven. There that was neat. So yeah, it's cool to see. The only other note I had on, the only other note I had on the girls was uh, Shelby Hunter or yeah Sherry Hunter. Sherry Hunter, six eighty seven rides a husky. She's been doing sprints. She's been 
I'm not sure which sprint series she's doing. It's hard to keep track of which yeah, one gonna, these people are doing. We're going to get into that. I think uh, me and Thorne me and Thorn talked about it. I got his perspective from it. I'm hoping that once both those series are done, he he's he really wants to call in and talk about some stuff. That's on my list for sure because he's got some opinions on it and he races them every weekend. So it'd be cool to see it from his perspective. But she's been running them. Apparently, she got stung by a bee. Like it came in her helmet and stung her in the mouth during the race. Uh, I've <laughs> so, done a lot of things in racing, and being stung by a bee is one of them. Yeah, so, so I believe it. it. Just a weird thing I seen happen when I looked at results. She was kind of not further down than she normally is, but I just didn't hear nothing about her all day. So when she posted that, I was like, "Gotcha." Uh, Jocelyn Barnes, Kawasaki, good ride for her, sixth place. Yeah, that that girl's class is cool. I'm excited. I think it's finally. I think it's really starting to turn into something. I think the XC, or sorry, the youth girls class was stacked. There's multiple youth girls classes now, so now there's a progression. They have they can start pretty much on fifties, sixty fives, eighty fives, super mini. They can step all the way up. And I think it's going to raise the level of the girls' class. Thorne has some opinions on it. Me and Shelby were talking about it. And it's a weird thing. Being around our sport, there's a lot of dudes in our sports that are just total jerks. Mm-hmm. So I could see how a woman's rider could could feel uncomfortable in, in a in a guy's class or we're at a riding school or just in general at races I'm not it's it's weird I want to see the girls ride with the boys because clearly those girls could ride with the boys I think if they rode the afternoon race they would hurt a lot of feelings oh for sure so it's six of one half dozen of the other and I think that's something that we can talk to uh, Kayla and Carly about just what they're how, what, from their perspective because they deal with it every weekend Carly keeps it up. We had, like I said, I talked to Carly. We had a pep talk, and yeah, let's jump to that class real quick. We'll talk about that class. It real almost quick. worked. My pep talk almost. <laughs> I I don't want to say I got. I'll take the uh, you know the almost, but because she's got some good uh, people in her corner, some good history, and a lot of people that's been in in her in big situations. If you know what I mean. So yeah. So that women's that women's bike class is been interesting this year clearly there's two front runners a good friend of ours carly lee and rachel harris rachel harris has been putting it on them pretty good carly's picking away at it picking away at it picking away at it i still think we talked about it again we interviewed carly she's still a little timid on that bike the it's a, a big swing a big difference for her coming from you know a light 150f to that 250 she's small yeah she's, she's real small yeah there was a section this weekend when we biked it, I was—I had brought a real close friend of mine with us to the race. It was his first GNCC, and I don't ever claim to be some GNCC expert, but I've been to a lot. I listened to—I listened to all the podcasts. I—I I really took into consideration what Stu talked about when riding the track. So when I ride the track, it's—I'm looking at lines. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the track. I'm trying to figure out what's going to develop. It's fun for me. 
I'm never going to be able to run at the speed those guys are, but hey, I can take good lines like them. Mm-hmm. So it was probably mile, might have been mile nine. If you rode the race, it was the bike only section right after the log cabin on the lake. You drop down the hill, and it was actually where Shelby Turner passed me. You drop down the hill, run down onto the, the little access road. There was a little, little mud creek that you crossed. And again, I had a line through there that I found when we e-biked the track, had a good line through there and it went up a little bit. And it was one of the only places on this track that had a true split split line. The line to the left was maybe, I don't know, it might've been two or three seconds longer. The line to the right looked muddy. It really wasn't, it was a little sloppy, but there was plenty of traction there. So when we biked the track, I was trying to explain that to the buddy of mine, like, Hey, like, take a look at this line you know when you're biking the track it's not so much about like just biking the track like look at this stuff like notice it and carly kind of got smart with me she was like yes yeah, sir don't listen to him he's only racing three and she she's haha like it was funny <laughs> it was a good comment and that's how me and carly are she'll take shots at me i'll take shots at her and yeah after the race we were talking about it and and that little section she was a little timid there just again being smaller on the bike she she can't get her her feet down as quickly and as, as efficiently, we, yeah, as much as as someone who's six foot like I am. So that section was kind of not intimidating to her, but it just wasn't a, a risk she was willing to take. And Rachel Harris took that line every lap, and and ultimately that was one of the major things that probably kept Carly from a win. It, so I I think that's uh, to be honest, I kind of lost my train of thought there, just kind of talking about this class, but. It's it's one of the things that she's going to have to improve on going into the, if she wants to take that next step and, and get wins in this class and, and to move on to WXC. You gotta gotta take the lines. Gotta gotta be confident in yourself and your ability. And I I think it's it's starting to click in her head. I think she's on the cusp. Every week she's been knocking down the gap closer and closer. She's there. So that class is cool. There's a couple. A couple other local girls, uh, Brayton Richards, motocross background, uh, younger brother Canyon. She ran that race. Uh, she ran six. Pretty pretty decent race for her. Said she was having she was having a big learning curve going to that 250F. But she's I, not much bigger than Carly. Right, she, and she's young. She's maybe 16. 16? Yeah. 15? Man, GNCCs are no joke. They're a totally different... Everybody asks, like, oh, what kind of race did you do this week? And oh, I did a GNCC. What kind of race is that? It's a GNCC. It's not a hair scramble. It's not moto. It's its its own classification. Uh, we had another friend this weekend who went and did his first one, and he, he said the same thing after the race. I was like, how'd you like it? He's like, it was different. It was like... Yeah, they're a different breed. So it's a lot to get used to. Like we said, it takes a couple years to really get comfortable. You have those outliers Brayton's brother Canyon he's been putting her on him this year that kid's super super uh, talented he ain't never done a GNCC except for last year right so like I said there's exceptions to every rule every comment but it takes time to learn uh, Kate Nash they run her Her dad is gentleman gentleman from oh. Pulp MX so she's been running that class too she had top 10 good ride for them so it's cool. I would like to get a. I would like to learn a little bit more about that class too. I would like to 
kind of start trying to follow follow more be able to see who's coming up from the youth in in more than just that front line i think every year you know like who's the front front couple guys clearly we know who canyon is but it's gonna be cool to see some some other people come up so that's pretty much all i had race results wise it was really nice to to get to a gncc like i talked about in the first one i just love i love racing i love being there i love watching it i like being able to pick up on stuff like i said caleb revving at me early little things like that i like to catch up i'm just obsessed with the sport so take a pick what do you want to get into we got um i think we can get into the t-shep stuff yeah, let's talk about T-Shep. I walked up to T-Shep this weekend and told him congratulations. He talked about going full-time. <laughs> he told me, don't tell him congratulations yet. Ask him again in six months if he's homeless. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you got the Tesla, man. You can sleep in the Tesla. You can pull your boat with it. You can put the dirt bike in the boat and pull that around. You're good. You don't need no house. Yeah, yeah. And them Teslas in the back seat are way listen, big. The, him and the dog. Listen, Stu, Stu's got 40 people at his house every weekend. He's fine. Just yeah. go move in with Yeah, just move in with Stu like everybody else does. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's awesome. I I think it's kind of funny that we kind of took this leap here in the last month or so, and and T Shep's taking a big leap in in the last month We're, or so. We scared him. That's what it was. <laughs> what? We are coming for him, and he is scared. He got, he got nervous. <laughs> no, it's awesome. T Shep's an awesome guy. I, like I said, met him last year through GNCCs. He has no clue who I am, but it's okay. We'll keep it that way yeah, until I, I'm right up on you. Know, I'm gonna beat you know. You're you're Caleb, right? And, and I'm Zach. So when I come up on him, he's gonna be like, "Who the hell is that?" That might not be a bad thing because maybe he'll help you out a little bit, give you some pointers, so he'll feel bad for you. And uh, me and T Shep aren't buddies by any means, but every time I see him, I make sure I talk to him and say hi. He, you know, That's he cool. showed up late. Our podcast was no. there early enough. Yeah, I'm out there grinding. I'm there on Friday getting interviews and Friday night. I'm like, okay. Sorry, some it's South this Car- guy had to work Friday. It's South Carolina. Stu can't be far. T Shep can't be far. I'm thinking, man, I got the twisted teas in the pockets loaded up. Ain't nobody drinking on Friday night. I was so disappointed. Well, what happened to Stu's uh I mean I understand the next burger and all, but his his uh, drink sponsor just seems to have gone just <laughs> what MIA. What happened to Bush? I don't know. What happened to Coors? What happened to anything? Uh, I, he was, we were three hours from his house. He never showed up. I'm really I'm really disappointed that we can't. I didn't listen. Didn't have time to listen to their new episode before. It was really weird that he wasn't there this weekend. It was really weird. Maybe Jade put the you know put yeah, the and, cho- and, uh, chain and ball down. And on Jade him. did make a comment that it was nice being home for the weekend. Just I don't know, it's weird. He's got a family now. Like same, all seriousness, it, he's got a family, I, and I see they're redoing the house and whatnot. Yeah, they just did their bathroom or something. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. I'm upset because I didn't get to see Stu. Because you didn't get the tug on his nuts. That's the problem. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm just I'm upset. Okay, let's just get let's get to it. I'm upset. That's the problem. Uh, other than other than that, in terms, but it's awesome. It's cool. A couple other podcasts. I noticed uh, now that now that we have a podcast, now all these other podcasts show up. Uh, there's another. Do we really want to mention them? We can't. Yeah, I don't care. Don't care. Okay. It, it, 
they ain't got, I don't really they ain't got nothing on me. I'm going <laughs> them up. Uh, Craig just did a podcast in the last week or so that was really good. Um, uh, one thing I learned, I've been I've been trying to do better, not saying um. Still a couple slipping. They, I come across Ricky Russell reposted something. I didn't know they had a fantasy for off road. Listen, pulp. But, yeah, well, I'm staying away from <laughs> fantasy altogether. But pulp MX ruins my weekends enough. I don't need anything else to make me upset. So, they were kind of the overall gist. The big thing that T Shep said was, uh, "Rising tide raises all ships," and I agree. I think him going full time. It's going to be big for all of these little podcasts, including ours. I mean, if he can make it, there's probably room for one more. And if he doesn't make it, well, uh, we'll cross that bridge when it happens. I think T-Shep will pull it off. He's super well-rounded. He knows what he's doing. He, he knows a lot of people, He has too. the context. And uh, it's something I realized this weekend. I know a lot of people at GNCCs. I do. I don't know... <laughs> nearly as many as I I should mm, I can't say you should but, but you uh, that you could know I want to know more yeah so we got some things coming I really want to I think the interviews is something that is different that nobody else is doing at the races and I'll be straight up I stole that from Steve Mathis I love his post-race interviews so if we can do something where we do pre-race and post-race and catch up with some people. And we ordered another one, right? I'm going to. Uh, yeah, we're going to change so it up. One of the problems. I can, so I can do it. You can do it well, by so ourselves. One of the problems is I could, we setting this up, we were trying to A, be economical. Because, man, we ain't making no money on this. We're just enjoying it. We're really having a good time with it. So we kind of ordered We ordered a very good mixer, quote-unquote. But we got a portable one, so we could do things like that. The downside to that is it's not really a great mixer, and it's not really a great interview tool. It kind of works. It works for both. So it works. I made it work this weekend. Ultimately, it cost me a really good interview with Ryder. That kind of set me over the edge, so we're working on that. Mm -hmm. So interviews is definitely something that I want to keep rolling with and focus on. So we're going to kind of, we'll lean to that. So then, yeah, so you can take this with you. If you get any interviews and then we'll have another one that'll be more interview based. It'll be something that I can carry around in my pocket and pull out. I'm not going to have to carry around a microphone with cords and batteries and plug all this stuff in. I thought it was going to work. It didn't. It works, but not well. So, you know, you got to test the setup, and if it don't work, you got to change it up sometimes. And and, well, and we don't have a goddamn clue what we're doing. Nope. And I ain't asking for, I ain't no, I'm not asking for help. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll pay my tuition. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, the podcast ain't going anywhere. Interviews aren't going anywhere. We're going to double down on it. Figure it out. Yes, sir. So, podcast way of the future. Let's get into GNCCs. Man. <laughs> If we didn't piss off anybody last weekend talking about our local series, I might piss off somebody now. I'm going to just, we're going to start with it. I think GNCCs are getting lazy. Oh, uh, you're talking about the tracks. I, I think in general, 
I've, now that we've had a couple of days to think about it, I had a nice 11-hour car ride home. Thanks to traffic to think about it. By yourself. Yeah, yeah which was probably the best part. The track was interesting. I'm trying to word this the best I can. When you go to a GNCC, again, you know what you're getting into. It's not a hair scramble. It's not an Enduro. It's a GNCC. The tracks are brutal. That's what makes them as demanding and and what a series they are. I think there's ways to keep that. Keep that style. Keep that hard qualities. But Man, they got to do something. I understand why people are getting hurt this year after riding one. To be honest, I can't believe more people aren't getting hurt. There was multiple people on multiple different plat- types of platforms of social media, videos, interviews, whatever it may be, that have said between five to eight, four to eight. There, that was. They don't know what people were doing, why they did that section the way they did it. I, I didn't race. I yeah. don't know what that section looks like. You do, uh, but. I mean, I know, f- I, can, I know too personally. You and it's, it's buddy. It's really easy to break down. They take a mini dozer and they just drive. They just drive through the woods. Uh, they might cut a little bit. They'll just run over trees, leave the stumps. Don't take them out, and just make squigglies, and then drive out the other side. And I'm again. I'm trying to preface this. I love GNCCs. I love what they're doing for the sport. They are the pinnacle of our sport. We're having these conversations to improve them and try to make them better. You can't ever improve anything if you don't talk about the bad things. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be picky at some points. So that four to four to seven, five to eight area for me, it was my favorite part of the track. I'm not a speed guy, never have been, never will be. Their quote-unquote tight stuff is very similar if you're local to our area, South Jersey, ECA. Their tight stuff is like our typical hair scramble trail. It's open, it's a little flowy, it's got chops here and there, but it's pretty good. They must have never rode a Jack Lafferty Sr. section. So... I will give GNCC credit. They had a couple bike only sections this weekend. They were good. They were they were when I say good, they were they were trails in the woods. I clearly you have the quads. You have to cater the tracks towards the quads. This is so hard to talk about because I don't know the ins and outs. Man, I would absolutely love to get Jared Bolton on here. I I've don't really know him. He does follow does follow us, so kind of has some idea who we are i really want to get him on and talk about talk about this with him because it's not just us saying it pros have made it pretty apparent that there was some interesting stuff out there like i said they pretty much just went through a thicket of laurels with a mini dozer made a track there were points where they used old stuff and to connect old pieces together they kind of just drove like a straight line through which is fine but there's thorns and briars and shit hanging. And it's, I'm sure it caught somebody somewhere. It caught me when we were 
pre-riding the track on Saturday. I took a nasty fall because of some briars. You said you did it right in front of Jesse, too, Oh, right? yeah, right in front of Jesse Ansley. I ate shit bad. Like My bike stopped, and I went flying down a hill. And a, a, it was either a briar or a thorn just reached out and grabbed me. Just caught me. But the, the one section that, that sticks out in my mind is in that five to, five to eight piece, and it was just dangerous. And it could have been so easily fixed. You could have went through there with machetes. I know they don't have a giant crew, but they have a crew. You can take, you can get out of the, the dozer, and, and you know what I mean. You don't have to cut all of them. Just right. Get a couple of them, get them out of the way. I will give them credit. They they do they they said it in all the riders' meetings. Hey, stay on the track because the briars and vines are nasty. You'll get tied up in them. It's almost like a cop out to me. I don't know. Again, it's hard. I'm, I don't know what they deal with on a daily basis, but what do you? But what are you supposed to do when you're going to be lapping somebody? And and that's where the danger comes in. These sections, yes, are big enough for quads to get through. There's room. This is the first GNCC I've ever been to that I've actually made a pass on somebody who wasn't stuck, and I made a lot of passes on on people who uh, on the track. So uh, there's room. You make room, you rev, you get... It, it wasn't terrible passing-wise, at least not for me, but it could have got bad quick. Right. I mean, the one time I did fall was because of a lapper, but it was it was in a wide-open section. I just suck. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get you there. It's just... It's something that... Clearly, something's going on this year with the tracks. And I've never seen this many people hurt, I don't think, well, in, in this short amount of time. There was... 500 in my race. I think you said 536. Yeah, there was 500 in my race. There was 280 to 300 in the main. You have youth is a couple hundred, and that's not even touching the quads. So you're you're knocking on a thousand riders in one day on one track. I get it. It's not easy to do. I think it goes back to something we talked about last week. I think at some point, more isn't always better. The problem is, GNCC puts together a track. Okay, They put together 12 miles. Whether you put 3 bikes across it or 15 bikes across it, it costs them a certain amount of money to make that track. So, once you break even, every rider after that is just printing money. Right. So, I get it. Load this track up. Put as many bikes on it as you possibly can. But man, that's one of the things that I did want to talk about. Normally, I get not upset, but man, it stinks going into a race starting on the last line. It really does. You know, you're you're automatically a lap down for the most part. I mean, yeah. every every person in my class got lapped. My whole class only did three laps, so that kind of stinks. I will say it was kind of nice. I ended up... It's the first time I've ever done it. I rode by myself at a GNCC all day. I mean, like I said, I was making passes here and there, but... The track was just weird. The bumps that that show up at these places are just unbelievable. I don't care how well... And I will say, we went out Saturday night and biked it. The, The work that they do on the track between Saturday night and Sunday morning is absolutely amazing. They do an incredible job turning that track around for the next day. 
because the track that we biked on Saturday would have been almost impassable on Sunday to race at. So props there. Great turnaround. But this, the, the other problem is there was a couple – there was many pieces this year. So if you look back to last year, the track ran backwards. They used a couple different wood sections they didn't use last year, but they did use a lot of stuff that they that we did run last year. I don't care how many times, how much time you spend covering up and fixing your holes and fixing your tracks. If you're putting loose dirt in a hole, unless you're packing it constantly and working it and working the ground, that dirt doesn't the hard. The braking bumps stay. The dirt just comes right back out. There, there was one hole, and I talked about it with a couple other guys, and they all hit the same one. At mile 11 through the pine trees, if you took the left-hand side three-quarters of the way up, there was a gnarly hole, and it caught me, and it ran through my arm all the way down my back to my legs. It was gnarly. And you're never going to be able to fix every one of them, and I promise there was more than that. One of the things that I like about GNCCs is it gives me the opportunity to pick good lines. So I try to stay away from that stuff, but... You ain't never gonna... You can never get away from all of it. It's just... Yeah, I mean, we biked the track on Friday night a little bit, just looked at pieces, and the grass tracks are, you know, 20, 20 yards wide max. <laughs> you go back out there on Sunday night afterwards, some of those grass track sections are like 60 yards wide because... You're just searching for fresh dirt. You're just searching for something that isn't just ruined. Right. It's tough. It's tough. With land being a major problem, it's causing us to run these same venues again. One of the things that they did last year at Camp Coker that I loved was they ran us through the parking lot in a grass track. It was my favorite part of the lap. I loved it. They didn't do it this year, and I could see why. It tears up the grass. There was ruts everywhere last year. So, one, it's a lot for GNCC to turn for to fix but two I'm sure the landowners don't like that's stuff it's I'm a farmer land builds not character but memory right so once a rut's there once a hole's there it's always going to be a wet spot it it takes time to recuperate recuperate recoup whatever so yeah just things we noticed this weekend clearly again Clearly this year something's going on with people getting hurt and the tracks and stuff like that. So just first-hand experience. I got to see it. I get it. Overall, the track was really good. I had a really good time riding. It was it was pretty flowy. There was a couple pieces that were kind of like, eh. Uh, there was a couple sections that were a little rooty, a little soft, a little slick. It had a little bit of everything. It was a really good track. I had a really good time. I was really upset. I was I talked about it with a couple of people before. I was pretty convinced that, that Zach and, and Caleb were going to run five laps. I thought the track was going to ride a little bit faster than it actually did. And it ended up being a little bit slower. Lap times for the pros were about 30 minutes. So that kind of messed up my game plan for the race. I was hoping I was going to get four laps and I didn't. So third lap I tried to push, but yeah, it is what it is. Living, you live, you learn until hey, the next day. Hey, tell you what, I rode for two hours this weekend. Rode well, was mid pack overall and mid pack in my class. If I can bring that back to a local, 
man, I'm going to hurt some 15-year-old feelings. You some, want to talk about the local now? Some fat. Want to get in that? I got something for you that you don't know about yet. Some fat 30-year-old beating up on these 15-year-olds. They're going to be upset. Now, hold on. Let's, 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 uh, one other thing, talking GNCC, that was awesome to see, talking about injury, Jojo Cunningham back on a bike this weekend. So that's cool. So I think, I think we're going to start seeing these guys get back from injuries from these tracks. Strang, I'm, Strang will be close here. Uh, I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping Stu has an update on his neck. I thought he was going to be out of that neck brace, and then I seen another Snapchat that he was still in it. So hopefully there isn't any problems there. Hopefully he's, hopefully we see him back here shortly. Yeah, let's get into the locals. I think that was everything I wanted to hit on to the GNCCs. It was a great weekend overall. Shout out to our buddy Justin Lafferty, top 10 in A Open. It's a good ride for him. I don't care what he says. It's a good ride. Yeah. His first GNCC in like two or three years back. And yes. we'll get there. We'll just. It's hard to show up at them and and I, people do it. Again, Canyon Richards shows up and just wins. But it's hard just to show up to a new series and expect to win. Yeah. These guys do it week in and week out. They know all the tricks. They, they know they know the suspension setup they need to have. Right. right Most right. of them have ridden the tracks multiple times Most, year after year after year. Right. There's multiple kids in his class that have been down in Florida training. And like Ryder said in one of his interviews, it's a lot like what Coastal Road in Florida. They got, they got numbers for all that stuff already. So, good ride. That, that, we can touch on that too. If you're going to one of these races for your first time, Set your expectations. Don't expect to go down there and win. Hey, you could go down there and win. Like, it's the biggest it's, East Coast event. The national. Everybody goes to it. National events. That is fast. So, but what I'm saying is, you just don't expect to go down there and and mess up the class. It's a it's a learning curve. It's different than what you're used to. They're a good time. I, I love them. Tuesday morning waking up was rough. I, I was I was not happy to be back. All right, that's it. Let's cut it for the GNCCs. Fill me in. What am I missing about the locals? Um, you're not missing nothing. I think I'm going to give you a bet, because I know you're a bet man. Oh, I... well, let's hear it. I'll run. Frontline, sportsman. Yeah, you're already doing that. I'll bet you $100 that I catch and lap you. That you catch me. Catch and lap you. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to lap me. Yeah, you're not <laughs> If you catch me... You have to lap me. I'll just. Well, you never know if I make a mistake or bike issue or something. Hundred dollars. Oh man. So. And that's me not is, knowing the well, mileage. So this is the tough part. So let's talk about this. Last year at Ormond Farms, the mileage was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. We ran nine for the C event. Okay. Instead of the normal like four laps, usually they'll run like four laps at six miles. We ran three laps at nine miles. Whatever. So, if it's a nine-mile track, you ain't getting me. You ain't got a chance in hell. Then I'm shorter tracks, and there's a little bit more mileage. I will say, last year, I'm taking the bet, first of all. We're going to clarify that now before (laughs) I say this. Last year, there was a good friend of ours who was similar in speed to you, maybe a touch slower at the moment because you've been riding a lot. He lapped me in the last section of the day. I was less than a minute from not getting lapped and that was at the beginning of the year last year when i was really slow you ain't got a shot you ain't touching me you know ormond farm is my track yeah you know ormond farm is my track 
You finished once out of like four races there. Come on, it's your track. I finished. I've got. I finished on. I finished like. I've got two top threes there against Neon Drew. I've got. I haven't raced there three times. (laughs) I got. I got a win there. I've gotten top three and a open there. I've I've raced there a lot, like a lot, a lot. I'm not impressed. Okay. I'm so pumped on this. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Um, next thing hey, was Brandon. Brandon over at a solid. Let's get them cones coming. <laughs> for you or for me? Right now, for me. Let's get the cones in. I'll take the track shot. Let's send the motor out. We'll get that done. <laughs> Sorry, the suspension ain't helping your ass. Uh, uh, I think we're gonna do a little suspension test in here. I have a spare set of forks. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna try something. I don't know what, but I'm gonna try something just to see. Well, me and my guy are going out this Sunday, and we're gonna do something. Yeah, because he was not happy after GNCC, and I can't blame him. It takes so much time, and one of the things I've been looking into the last couple of weeks with suspension wise is these cone valves. It seems like the window of adjustability is smaller, especially on this new generation. So to be comfortable, you got to hit a really tight window, and it doesn't work as well track to track. The valving is pretty specific to what you want. So uh, great, great podcast on. Uh, we're talking about WP suspension. Chris Kiefer, Chris Kiefer tested. Just did a, a rundown on it. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try something. I might get a spring kit. I, I don't know. Try something. My suspension works great, but always looking to be a little bit better. Now, God darn it. He ain't catching me. <laughs> I ain't going to read your mind all day. And just so you know. No, you're not. I will say, I will say. So, this past weekend, we're not going to say any names. There's a really good friend of mine who had some bike troubles during the main and I had said to said person listen if this ever happens again in the future and you don't stand on the track and at least like wave to me and say hey hi how you doing I'm over here I'm going to be pissed because the whole race I was expecting to get lapped and I didn't so the last whole lap I'm like oh my gosh this person is hurt like I'm expecting any second to roll up on a bike on the ground. So that's my new my new rule. If one of my friends is racing at the same time as me and something happens mechanical, hey, how you doing? You got to tell me so I'm not worried about you. What else we got? That was pretty much it. GNCC was a great time. Ready to go back. We had a great time. So some burnt for our fair skin selves. I don't understand. Me and the old lady. Yeah, I don't understand. Lil Zach got it. You got it. Justin got a little bit. Shannon, Shannon got a lot of bit. Look like a rat king. I was out. Just as I was out. Yeah, more but than you're a farmer. You you yeah. fit in with the uh, Mexicans. I already, I already got cancer, skin cancer. So I don't actually, but I, it's inevitable. Yeah, you're getting point. it. Yeah, so I'm. My skin's already ready. Uh, yeah. We talked a little bit about Ormon. We'll save that. That'll give us something to talk about in two weeks. I'm pumped to get back two to... Two weeks. Three weeks. Whatever. We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks when it gets closer. A couple... Rider limit this year and stuff. I'm already... Are you signed up? No. You better get signed up. Dude, don't even get me started on signing up for this thing. 
they make it so difficult that it, it makes me not even want to do it. Like, so I, I don't know. You're gonna get me started, aren't you? No, because I don't know if a part of my head is probably bigger than it actually is. But there's a a racing series that I talked quite a lot of shit on last weekend. <laughs> Oddly enough, they must not have listened this week, have they? Well, oddly enough, I got a nice a nice personal message from one of the people who helps run that organization saying that I have a free race, and if I would like to use it at Ormond, they would sign me up, and, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have to do anything, and I got signed up. I got signed up, I don't want to say early, but I was signed up and in the race on Sunday, which was nice because I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to pay for it. So I don't. Maybe it was just a coincidence. How does one get a free race entry? So if you spend all of your money on dirt bikes and go to every ECA race, there's a chance you might win one free one. And I won one free one. So I paid. How many races were there last year? Nine. Like 50 bucks a pop. So oh, I spent 450 and bucks and got one race free. I, uh, I talked all that shit last week too. And. And now this week I'm a, I'm a member, so my points will count for the Enduros. Mm, possibly. I don't know if your first two will count. If they don't count, I swear. <sighs> We're not going to talk. I don't have enough energy to talk about the club drama tonight. Yep, no, I, I will say that I, I was quite upset with a club in particular. and It was, it was corrected, but I still... I had some problems with with my club, just some some household stuff, just the way they run stuff. And what do you do when you don't like something? You go on the internet and talk about it, or you step up and you help. So there was a couple couple little things that our club wanted to do, and I said, "Hey, I'll do one of them. I'll put my put my time in. I'll help try to make this better." So we'll see. I'll see you in two Tuesdays, son. I'm just happy they got... <laughs> I'm just happy they got Twisted Tees now. That's the only reason I'll catch me in a meeting. I ain't going to be at that meeting in two Tuesdays. Who am I going to go with? Not me. I got cornhole. This <laughs> is this right there is why I'm going to wax your ass. It was bad. Because you want to throw cornhole on Tuesdays and Sundays. You're going to ride two hours on Sunday morning, and me and old boy are going to be hammering motos. I ain't riding with you. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna starting. Oh, I got side work tomorrow. The right, day after. right. Yeah, just push it Sunday. Off. Sunday, I'll start. I'll I'll get up normal time, work time. I'll go to the gym. You ain't doing shit. You know what's gonna be real? We're going to the gym. You know what's gonna be real embarrassing? I'm glad this is all recorded. You're gonna do all this and then you're going you ain't gonna get me. <laughs> I hope not. You ain't that means you me. actually stepped your shit up. Oh. Let's. I do want to talk about something. One thing from the GNCC last year. I did a couple of them. One, realistically, last year GNCCs were kind of a wash for me. The first one was literally just finish. It was the first race I did of the year. I hadn't done any riding. I had a lot of shit going on in my personal life, so it was just. <laughs> it was just a. It was just a. Let's go race dirt bikes. So I finished the first one. The second one, I had been riding rocks, been riding a lot. I felt like I was ready, and I, I did. I was running in the top five at one of the gnarlier races of the year, Mountaineer, and had bike problems. 
and I had had some bike problems during the year. Actually, the first one came at Camp Coker and figured that all out at the end of the year and, and ended up getting a new bike. Going into a race of that caliber or a race of any caliber and having confidence in your bike is cr- freaking cool. It, all last year, like even locals, it's like, man, is my bike going to start? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to go into the last corner. Blah, blah, blah. I got like one decent start last year, like top five start. The rest of them were just junk. And man, this weekend at the GNCC, I practice starts on Thursday. And I got the jump for sure. I don't know what happened if I missed the shift or it just it the first shift didn't want to go in but anyway having confidence in your bike and that's one thing we got out of the interviews the confidence thing at GNCCs is huge huge everybody says it Thorne Ryder Neil just getting that mental that confidence is all man having confidence in the bike to start if I got that good of a jump at a, a GNCC where I had to go 400 yards to the first corner I'm telling you, these boys, 250C, ECA. Look, I'm going to win, but I'm going to hurt some feelings. Fat old dude beating up on some 15-year-olds. It's on. I'm super, I'm super confident in the bike. I'm super confident in, eh, fairly confident in my abilities. Yeah, you're yeah. doubting yourself already that I'm going to beat no, your ass. No, no, you're not beating me. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not going to win, but I'm. I can ride a dirt bike. And I don't know who's going to be in the sportsman line that might mess with me either. Like, Who knows? I don't... There's, you know, there's people out there. You're that, not going to have to worry about sportsmen. You're going to have sand in your gas tank. Your suspension's going to be messed up. It's going to be like you just spent a weekend at the Shoals. Your shit's going to be all fucked up from other people. <laughs> okay, then. We're just going to leave that at that. Ah. <sighs> Stu ain't gonna have a beer with you no more. I don't care. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying Stu had a problem, but <laughs> we're just gonna leave that at that. I said what I said. Better watch yourself. <laughs> I think that's uh All right. I'm tired. I, I, I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So again, thanks everybody. Appreciate. Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. We the really, yeah. really appreciate it. I think the first one, we had, we both definitely had a little bit more energy because we were both super excited for the first one and we both had a lot of crap to talk. And Man, this is when it really gets hard when it's we're busy and tired. And, and we both worked like 12-hour days. And yeah, it just, it's, today sucked. Today really sucked. And, and Summertime's coming. The heat's coming. We're going to sleep sucks. We'll be all right. Yeah. So sleep when we're dead. Overall, GNCC was a great weekend. Can't wait to get back for more. I'll definitely be a snowshoe. Probably Mountaineer, and then we'll go from there. But we'll make some appearances to some more. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, I race an A open one time coming, so I can, you know, if I if I'm gonna talk about it, I gotta be about it. Hey, I think just the experience alone of running a three hour race. At GNCC, seeing, feel, how the, seeing how the track breaks down, and then it feel good to like old times. Like I know I'm not on Neil's pace, and I won't be able to keep up with Neil. But the hey, fact that I can start next to Neil, lap, yeah. and be like, man, Let's this go, is bud. like old times. Yeah. Let's have fun. Yeah. So, all right. Well, sure, folks. Appreciate it, guys. See, See you in two weeks.